What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, a podcast, episode 147. Once again, I'm joined by the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe. When I want to know what's going on with anything New York City transit-related, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm good. How y'all guys feeling today? And when I want to talk about the local news, I go to my favorite director, who happens to be my brother, Mr. Mark Powell. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk about the local New York City real estate scene, there's no expert I trust more than the man we call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr., but the world knows him as Derek Powell, my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cypher with the cats. How y'all doing? Well, I am well. Again, uh, you know, I, I call it again. My team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, <laughs> oh, go boy. Uh, about one game away from winning a championship for the first time in 50 years. And, you know, it's good for me to finally, you know, you know, I, I pick winners. That's what I do. So, um, you know, I just I, I do want to talk about uh, the play of one Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, this guy, you know, was was two years ago. The last couple of years has been known as the guy who could not get it done. And this time around, I mean, just the, the fates have shined on him is, and have smiled on him. And he's he's doing really, really well. There's a couple of plays I want to talk about. I don't want to get into the whole minutia of the series as as we record. Um, the Bucks are up three games to two in the seven game series with a chance to close it out at home this Tuesday. But I want to talk about uh, a really really consequential play that happened over the weekend uh, when it was winning time. Last couple of minutes of the game, Drew Holiday steals the ball. From uh, what's his face from uh, uh, Devin Booker? Devin Booker. Uh, they're in a fast break play, and he opts to lob the ball to Giannis, who who finishes with a slam. So my question is this: What was more impactful or bold in that series of events? Was it the steal? Was it the decision to make the pass, or was it the dunk? I'll start with you, Keith. I say it was the pass to uh, Giannis because he just threw it up there, and my man climbed to the mountain, caught that, and slammed it down. It's busting the hand, and they took the risk because they didn't want him want them to foul Giannis to put him on the line. Right. So that was an excellent play. Okay, uh, Mark. I'm well. I'm gonna go with the uh, the steal simply because. Booker, I guess, in, in the grand scheme of things, is a bigger star than uh, um, Drew. And he did get fouled. But moreover, usually in those plays, referees tend to uh, be kind of ticky-tacky and, and call stupid fouls. So I'm thinking the fact that Drew had enough sense to actually reach in and take the chance was part of a bigger play. The alley-oop was almost an, a no-brainer. I mean, he was jumping over uh Chris Paul, and it was smart too because if you would, if you to dribble it out, then you got to make free throws. This was easy dunk. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the fact that Drew had enough sense or enough, I guess, courage to to take a risk and reach in like that because you get a cheapy foul. We were down. We were only up by one at the time when he reached in. Right. So you get a cheapy foul. Booker goes knocks those two down. Maybe a different situation. Okay, uh, Dirk. To me, the pass. Ain't no way I was going to pass that ball to the Greek freak. I'm dribbling it out. I'm going to the free throw. I'm going to make the foul shots. I looked at it. I mean, incredible catch by the Greek freak and, to, you know, to dunk it. 
But I say, what if he's not able to dunk it and he gets fouled and now you got to put him on the line? So I didn't want to put no more pressure on the Greek freak, um, you know, with the free throw shooting. He's been getting a little bit better. So I I just thought the pass that Drew made to actually take that risk at that time in the game, uh, my hat's off to both of those guys, him for making it and for the Greek freak from catching it, but the pass. All right, well, I'm I'm going to double down on Derek because I I think that to make that pass, Mm-hmm. With the time on the clock, meaning that you're either going to to it, it, it a couple of things could have gone wrong with the pass. A, he could have it, it could have been a bad pass, or Giannis could have fumbled the catch, not made the made the uh, the dunk. Mm-hmm. Could have been a turnover. So now all of a sudden the, the steal means nothing because the ball is going back the other way with a chance for them to win it. Because as you pointed out, Mark, they're only up one at that point. So the decision to make that pass at that time, I thought was bold because again, the option was simply just to dribble it down. They got to come foul him, you know, with a few seconds left, to, you know, on the clock. He's got to make at least two free throws, not to win the game, but hopefully to, to to put them up three and give Phoenix a chance to maybe tie the game. So to to go for all the marbles at that moment with all you know, and all eyes were going to be on him if it went the wrong way. I thought that was a was a was a ballsy pass. Yeah, Giannis making the, the as Keith said, climbing the stairs yeah, to get there. that ball to to slam it the way he did. He got pushed by a dirty player, Chris Paul, too. Yeah, and got and, and got bridged by by, by Paul. Yeah. Um, I thought was just just you know an amazing play. He's been playing amazing basketball, but I think in terms of of the most consequential decision, you know, yeah, the decision the decision to steal the ball. You know, again, as you said, Mark, that was a risk. He took it, and it worked out. But then on that break, the decision to make that pass, when, you know, when all the analytics say, you know, what, hold the ball for the, you know, and make them foul you, you know, go through the free throw line uh, for two, take, you know, take you up two and then make them try to beat you with a three, which they, they could clearly do. Um, but to decide at that moment to go for it, um, with Giannis and, you know, with a chance for Giannis to have to go to the line for two, you know, free throws or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> back. Uh, you so. know, I, I, I'll take, I mean, I'm not saying like my, my take is I'm, I'm in and I'm locked in stone far from that. So I, I probably agree with you guys. The, the analytics part of it. I always disagree with that deal about, you know, if you have an easy layup, I've seen guys do it many times. You have an easy layup and they'll just dribble it out and then get fouled. I'd rather just take the layup and then get the right. points. But yeah, I, the the Drew play wasn't as big a deal in retrospect as the lob because he got I mean, he didn't get submarine, but it wasn't like Chris Paul was trying to jump with him. He turned and pushed a dude who was with a airborne, yeah, who airborne because that I mean obviously it didn't, but that could have gone horribly wrong for a guy with a I don't care if he, if both legs were fine. He has, he does have a bum knee in some regards, right? And you push a guy because Chris Paul. Maybe six foot. Giannis was up there. I think his knees were at Chris Paul's head. So, <laughs> I mean, no joke. He could have really. It wasn't like it was he submarined him, but when you up there yeah. like that, that's a dangerous play. So he could have, but I know they won't. Got a, a flagrant one, right? And and you they, saw uh, on the dunk that uh, the Greek freak had to duck his head from the backboard right. after that yeah. push. Yeah, so exactly. he was up there. Yeah. So that was dangerous. So, I, you know, when you're airborne like that, man, you're at the mercy. And I, I'm glad it wasn't really a hard push from what I saw. Yeah. But any little push or nudge when you're up there, it can go bad. And when I saw yeah. him duck his head, 
I'm like, damn, and he still made it and came down good. That was my, I, I clapped for him. I said, okay, you, you deserve that young fella. That yeah. was a hell of a play there. That was right, a hell of a now, play. Part two of this, this playoff question. Um, there have been many, many great defensive plays in the history of the NBA finals. Uh, Havlicek seals the ball probably, um, you know, certainly in playoff basketball, there's been, been a million great defensive plays, but there are a couple of blocks that just seemed to stand out to me. And block one was LeBron James, uh, the, the chase down block. I think it was against uh, uh, Golden Dollar. Yeah, he that goddamn ball. He ain't supposed to lay it up. Yeah, he, well, remember, he had to kind of, somebody undercut him. He had to kind of do a little dipsy do. It wasn't he was straight up. He right. Somebody cut in front of him or, or, or jumped underneath him, however it He's was. He's not Giannis. That's the difference. So he, well, no, not anymore. <laughs> he used to be, quite frankly. I know, you used to but jump he, to the damn moon. But he had to kind of like, as he was going up, it wasn't like he, he had a straight lay up. He had a yeah. double clutch, which allowed him to allow LeBron to, to get there. And LeBron was, you know, it may have been like, if that, if that guy wasn't there, whoever undercut him, maybe LeBron probably gets a goal to him because he'd be at, he'd be a, a tad late. It would hit off the glass and you get a goal to him. But still, great block. So that block, Giannis had a chase down block in a game they lost. So we kind of, it, it kind of gets lost in the sauce. But the one that they won, I guess it was game four. Oh, yes. Uh, against um, Aiden. Yeah, yeah, Aiden, yes. Where he was, tur- where he, the turn he turned around 360 to catch him on the way up seven foot guy blocking jump. another seven foot guy uh so between the two blocks which is the better block mark when they first were having this debate i was saying the the lebron the lebron block simply because i had forgotten that it was the undercut i'm thinking okay fine he got undercut and I thought when I looked at the uh, Giannis to Aiton block, I didn't think Aiton had his full legs underneath him. It was sort of a not a horrible pass, but he wasn't like he was exploding off. I'm probably still going to go with the LeBron block simply because of what game it was. That's the only difference I have in it is that it was a game seven. Uh, I think it was was it under two minutes. It was kind of close to the end. Something was, like that. Yeah, it was it was it was, it was, it was, it was winning time. So it had to be like yeah. in the last two minutes of the game. So that's the only the difference. I mean, even though with the little undercut or not undercut, a uh, little hitch that uh, Iguodala had to do, it was still an incredible play because once again, I mean, you're relying on the split second, split split second timing. If nobody undercuts him, it's a goaltend because the ball would hit the glass. He would hit it on the glass. That little bit allowed him to get there. And that's in, just because it's game seven, it makes it more impactful. All right, Keith. I'm going to go with Giannis. You got to remember on that play, he was screened off that he turned around 360 and jumped at the peak and caught him as the ball was coming down and blocked it. That's incredible because he had, he had to figure out where he was, where the pass went, and to be there at that moment just to get his hand on the ball to block it. I'm gonna go with Giannis. Uh, that was incredible to me. All right, Derek. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with LeBron only for this little segment. However, I don't know if you guys and I just sent it to y'all. Y'all don't remember Tashawn's Prince's from Detroit Pistons block on Reggie Miller? Oh yeah, in the playoffs. Tashawn Prince. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So I, I'm going with you know that's my number one guy. But for this little demonstration whatever you want to call it i have to go with lebron 
But Prince, well, you know, I just send it to y'all. Y'all look at Prince run down Reggie Miller. I tell you, and I, I, I thought his was better out of all if I had to pick three. Okay. Uh, and this particular, yeah, I mean, Tayshawn Prince is, is, an, is an amazing example. You're absolutely right. I think in this particular between the, the LeBron, because uh, the LeBron chase down I love and the Giannis, the Giannis turnaround block, I'm going to give Giannis the nod, and I'll tell you why. Giannis, as I just said, also had a chase down block. So the, the idea of, he, you know, he not only did he, he match LeBron's feet, he matched LeBron's feet, and then he took it a step further with the 360. I got to locate the ball, split second jump, catch Aiden going up for mm-hmm. for really was it's what an eight to ten footer. Uh, if that, I think he was. I think he was in damn near, You know, he it was it was a bunny shot, uh, and the catch away caught it at the height that he caught it to stop it in the game. They had to win. They had to win. If they lost. If they lost uh, game two or game three or whatever, it was game four. If they lost game four and now you're going back to Phoenix, they're up 3-2, 3-1, I guess. You know, they would have been up 3-1. We might be had this whole conversation about uh, uh, Giannis and what he did and what he didn't do would be be, be totally different. So I, I, I give that play. I think I'm, I'm going to go with that play as one of the greatest finals plays. But Tayshaun Prince, absolutely, Derek, uh, deserves to be in that conversation. And I'm sure we, like I said, uh, I'm not sure if, if Havlicek stealing the ball. Was that the, the Phoenix game, Phoenix uh, finals with the Celtics uh, years ago? I think that's. I, I think that might have been before that. I remember that's when the, the announcer, Havlicek steals the ball. Havlicek, right, right. he's going crazy, that guy, right. man. I, it might have been a little bit before Phoenix, though. I'm not sure, though. So again, you know, uh, the, those those kinds of plays, outstanding, outstanding plays. Uh, but I, I think you know, there's an argument that's going to be that's going to be made if you know. Again, we, we may be putting the cart before the horse because we don't know what's going to happen. You know, Phoenix can come back and win the next two games, yeah. but if they don't, and Giannis wins, he's he's more likely than not going to be the MVP of the series. He should be. Uh, he may even be the MVP of the series if he if they lose. Uh, yeah, the, I think the, he with has the numbers to be. he's with the numbers he's put up and the, and the, and the play that he's demonstrated. Uh, but if he wins, where does that put him among the uh, top five players in the league? Is he top five? Is he number yes. one? Where is he? I, think he's I got top him. And, and for me, I, I got him top five that first of all, his town, I mean, you see what he's doing, what he's getting. He's averaging like 32, 33 a game. Yeah. And one and a half. Legs. He did it. He did it in Milwaukee where Chris Middleton is good, but the he's an all-star, yes. But he has there's only one superstar there, and that's the Greek freak. And he's saying and doing the right thing. And what I love about him, he is not running away from the big moment. If he gets no. fouled, he don't care if they counting in the audience woods up to 10. Yeah. He goes <laughs> no, to the no, line. No, and we've no seen fear. some other players who didn't want to get fouled, and they had to take them out the game. But I give this guy big props. He's in my top five, definitely. Okay. Keith? Yes, he's definitely top five. Everything. This cat runs the floor like a gazelle. Mm -hmm. He rebounds. He blocks shots. He's bringing the ball up court. He's setting up the offense. He's doing it all out there right now. And he's playing D. Most players, you know, of that star caliber, they don't play also D. They mostly offense, but he's giving you the complete package. And right. at he's such a young age of doing this, 
Yo, this, he, yo, he might have some more championships in him. Definitely. Mark, top five? Yeah, he's definitely top five. I mean, the thing I like most about it, and Dirk said it perfectly, is that he has no fear of any moment. Whether he succeeds or fails, he has no fear. And that's something that's hard to to quantify. I mean, yeah, he's he is literally a Greek freak. I mean, that knee that bent back like a, a, yeah. a, a, a flamingo shouldn't even be on the court anymore. <laughs> So he has all this God-given ability, but his his biggest ability may be well, two things: his heart. His, yeah, his availability and his heart. He has the thing is, no fear in a professional athlete is probably the biggest thing because they're all talented. They all you know have these you know freakish bodies. I mean, you see, you ever see one of those guys in the street? They don't look like they put together like normal people. And they, they when they stand amongst one another, sure they look about normal until you see them in person. Go. Damn, you can tie your shoes. I've been it over at all odds, <laughs> but he is the most odd as far as I think physical attributes. But his mind and his 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 lack of fear is his biggest thing. Because think me, I mean, he had the fear coming over because he's a Greek kid. He's what eighteen yeah. coming to a whole new, coming um, to a whole new country. You got to learn the language. You got to learn the culture. You got so he, he had that already in him. But to say, you know what? I want to be one of the best guys in this foreign sport to me. I like his heart. All right. So let me ask this question, since we all agree he's top five. Is he top three? Well, first of all, who do you think is top one? Who's the top? Uh, hmm. I said Kevin Durant, LeBron. And the Greek Freak. I'm going top three. Okay. Later for Kawhi. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue that. I'll, I'll leave that. Yeah, I can't argue yeah. that one. I'm going yeah. top three. Yes. Yeah, he'll be top three. I now. got him at my three. Yeah. And well, I'll I tell you this. If Kevin Durant wasn't the score he was because he keeps switching teams and switching sides, you know, when things don't go his well, I might have to put Greek like somebody Freak over we him. know, Dirk. It's exactly. like somebody we know. Well, we don't Shoot. want. I mean, it looks to right. me. I ain't going to be the only one getting fined today, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> well, my cousin Dirk, my cousin Keith said something. If we we said top three, we got him. I think, Anthony, you're, you're all right. Well, top three is LeBron, Durant. Giannis, I'm going to stay with that. So now, yeah, I'm going yeah. to press you further. Top two. Okay, I was going to go backwards because my cousin said number four was Kawhi, and I don't think that's true. No? Who's no. four then? Who would be four? There's guys I'd take before Kawhi. Yeah, uh, I think I'm, 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 maybe I'm Embiid. Steph, maybe maybe Steph, Steph. Maybe um, um, Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar, yeah. yeah. If, if top four. I don't, I don't think Kawhi is in that realm anymore i just I, for whatever reason i mean he the, the bloom hasn't totally the, come off but it's something right. that's just not missed something's not there it's health. The reason, it's health well health but also i think another it's thing psyche yes because the other guys the top three other guys all are vocal and without a doubt leaders of their team right. they everybody they they organize the locker room they're the ones who Kawhi. i mean whether it's he wins by 30 or loses but well he whether he wins by 30 or loses by 30 you wouldn't know. He's going home to, to to do whatever he does anyway. It's something that I want my best player. He doesn't have to be the biggest rah-rah guy. I mean, but you want to but know he's, he's aggravated with yes. right. That's right. So I'm I'm probably going Steph, maybe Dame Dollar, uh, Embiid. Like said, Embiid, uh, Joker. Oh, forgot, damn, the MVP. Oh, yeah, right. forget about Joker. Joker. <laughs> <laughs> ah, top two is tough, though, man. Luka? Ah. Luka? He's got to win. He's got to get one. He's got to get one for me to be top two. All right, so if he gets a chip, top two. Nah, we will talk about it next week if he gets a chip. 
All right. Top two. You know, I'm still riding with Phoenix for the record. Okay. Is he top two? I still. Hmm. KD and LeBron, the body of work to me, they just, it's, yeah, it's, it's not tough. just That's yet. That's a tough one. That's tough yeah. one to crack there. Yeah. But think about it. Uh, yeah. He, he, KD and LeBron, yeah, they have a lot more time in the league, but Giannis has got two MVPs. He's about to win his chip. He's about to be the uh, finals MVP. Yeah. He's defensive player of the year. Yeah. He was doing all this before he's 26. That's another thing. LeBron didn't do and all with this. The same team. Yeah. And, and there's another thing. You know what? If, if, another, I'm real, bumping real him up. I'm bumping the Greek up. You're right. Because you yeah. know what? Those Both of those cats had to go to another team to get their first chip. And he's his, rocking out with his t- If he gets it, he's top two. Yes. Exactly. And also another thing. Remember, we if we start picking sides of, of the, the, the finals teams, I would suppose everybody's taking Giannis number one. The next best Two players are probably on Phoenix. I mean, Middleton's a nice player. But I'm taking book over Middleton. I'm probably see Drew Holiday's like underrated, but most people may take a Chris Paul over Drew. But I like Drews. I liked him when he was at Philly. Yeah. And then Aiden has showed me more than I ever thought. I didn't think he was this talented. But I, I see, and I, I'm, I'm I, 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 I allow me to retort. <laughs> I, I think with Aiden, Aiden reminds me of a 1960s. Big man, yeah, he has he gets numbers and he he's solid, but I'm not sure if he's solid because he's solid or if he's solid because Chris Paul puts him in a position to be solid. Well, that's what a good point guard does. He exactly. puts you in a position to be successful, right? So, okay, so you take away Chris Paul, is Aiden still the guy? Like you, Joel Embiid is still Joel Embiid, whether Ben Simmons is playing or not. Joker is still Joker, no matter who's but whether, whether Murray's there or not, because of so, what they do, right? Right. So, so I'm saying with Aiden, I, I mean, say, yeah. I would say as long as Aiden has a bona fide scorer, a Booker, a Dame Dollar, whoever can score the ball off the dribble without a pick, he's going to be great because yeah. they're going to attract so much attention, and you can't double team him. Now, oh, you know, Joel Embiid. Even if you double him, you're going to get this work. You're still going to get that 30. I don't know if Hayden can give me that 30 off a of double team. That, that I'm not sure. Yeah, but if yeah. you put him with a good scorer and you leave him and that big man got to move his feet, he's going to eat him up. He's going to eat him up. All right. Okay. So we're, we're, we're leaning towards Giannis being top two if he gets a chip. Yes. From yeah, Derek. I think that yes. may have to happen, yeah. He did it with the same team. I'm going to leave him at three. He got to win more than one championship. Okay. Yeah, but I, I like Anthony said. I mean, or maybe Derek said, the other two had to go and find not like just okay. A star. I, I, they found superstars. Exactly. Right. So, 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 yeah. So Giannis will win his chip with his with, team with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. And LeBron PJ won Tucker. his yeah, yeah, and PJ Tucker. LeBron won his chip with top. 60 Dwayne players, Wade. Dwayne Wade, Wade. Yeah. Chris Bosh, uh, Chris Bosh, uh, and Ray Allen. Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kevin Durant won his chips. 73 win Warriors With a 73 win Warrior team featuring Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green mm-hmm. throwing it for measure for good measure and and, and an Iguodala. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh-huh. then you might as well say he's number one then, because he's the only one to stay with the original team. 
I'm, I'm just saying he's number one. I'm, I'm saying he's top two just because the guys he is playing with are. If you if you if you throw the pool of players that the other guys won their chips with, and you just say, all right, you know what? I'm going to pair this set of guys. I'm going to give I'm going to give Giannis uh, a, a, a Steph Curry and a Dwayne Wade. How do you, how do you think Giannis would do? Oh my gosh! Space that floor. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Giannis. Uh, uh, well, he can't play with Chris Bosh because they play the same position. But I'm gonna give Giannis. Um, Arguments say what? Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson and uh, can't play with Draymond because Draymond is the same, same, same guy. Well, I'll give him Clay Thompson and 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 Steph Curry. Okay, I'm gonna give you the, the perfect example. The All Star game. He shot what? 14 for 14. An right. All Star game with all superstars. With all superstars, right now, imagine having them guys on his team. Sure. They'll never lo- they'll, they'll win championship after championship. Sure. So you you're on our side now. So yeah, you're making a case side. for us. Yes, I'm on your side. Now. <laughs> yeah. okay. Did you realize that? I, I, just, I realized that when I started, started thinking back to the All Star game and the business he was giving them in the All Star game, he was like, he you know, "This is easy." Yeah. God so, forbid. We just Jedi mind trick our cousin here. <laughs> <laughs> if that catch, if he can shoot. 68% from the free throw line. That's an extra Ain't five over. points on his average every game. Just 65. Yeah. yeah. He can't so, shoot the free throws. He's tough. Top two. I got I him top, top two, two if he wins. Top yeah. two. Top two. If he definitely. wins, top two. Fair enough. Moving on. Moving on. Um, we'll stay in the world of sports. Uh, Richard Sherman this past week. Yeah, had a really, um, you know, we've been talking about this kind of, you know, around the way. Uh, when we talked about Naomi Osaka and we talked about mental health of these professional athletes and, and Richard Sherman, who I like. I mean, I don't know him. I never met him. Uh, but he seems like a guy I would like if I got a chance to hang out and talk to him. Um, he seems like a guy that's, that's intelligent, uh, good sense of humor. He seems like a good dude. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and and a great football player, you know, on, on the back end of his career in this past weekend. We're not really sure of the details, but um, – Police were called to his home, uh, not his home, but his in-laws' home, because he was having a meltdown outside. He was threatening to kill himself. Uh, he was apparently uh, fighting or, or wrestling or, you know, engaged in some sort of physical confrontation with his wife's uh, brother or, I guess, uh, the wife's uncle. Um, and it, you know, just wasn't a good look. And then he, you know, he went and, and had a drunk driving accident following that. And so he admitted, he was very contrite, he admitted that, uh, you know, he needs to seek help. And I'm not sure, and I don't know, and I don't want to speculate, even though I'm about to speculate, but, uh, you know, he played he played in the, on, a, on a team in Seattle uh, with a group of guys that were referred to as the Legion of Boom. And these guys were known for being really, really hard hitters. And that was their, their thing. They intimidated wide receivers because they were, you know, such such hard hitting players. And if you look at at the, um, I guess the the trajectory of all of their careers, Cam Chancellor had to retire because of injuries to his neck. Yeah. Um, uh, Earl Thomas became a, a, a veritable train wreck. Oh yeah, in um, Baltimore, yeah, he, and, he kicked him off the team basically. Kicked, right, and then uh, you know the other guy, you know, I, I think the other uh, Brandon Brown really never just never panned out. But Richard Sherman, you know, now he's having these things, and I'm not so sure if it's not concussion related or 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 CTE related, and and I do hope 
that he gets. If it's just if it's if it's a function of depression or maybe alcohol, I don't know. We don't know. Um, but I, I do think that uh, mental health needs to be on the forefront of of sports in general and and in society in, gen- in general. As we we all you know, I, I live in New York City and. And I see victims of, uh, um, or people, not victims, but people in desperate need of some mental health services on a daily basis. And, and I, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm wishing the best for him and his family. Your thoughts, uh, Keith? You know, um, mental health is, is really at the forefront of a lot of things that we're dealing with in this day and time. And, you know, uh, Richard Sherman being a football player, uh, stress and he made a, a very uh, he opened about the situation and when he was saying that he was deeply remorse for his actions and he has been dealing with some personal challenges over the last several months but he you no know, he did not use that excuse but what he said what caught my attention was the importance of mental and emotional health is extremely real and I vowed to get help. You know, he said because he needed it and he's thankful for the people and support that he had around him. So it, it tells you, you know, people think athletes are, you know, above things that they don't have the same problems like the rest of those people have. And they do. Bento is really something that is attacking the world, which it has been around, but now it's more relevant now than it has, it has ever been. So um, him having that meltdown and whatever proceeded to put him in that state of mind, he's trying to get a hold on it. So, you know, the support is what is really needed to help him get through this situation. Uh, good point. Mark? <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I think it's, uh, it's obvious that if you play this sport, football, actually, yeah, football, we forget. I mean, we, we talk about the guys when they get to the NFL, but you forget a lot of these guys have been playing since Pee Wee. And what's Pee Wee? Uh, what, 10, 11, yeah. 10? Mm-hmm. So, Grade school. But, yeah. So all these minor dings, if you had a house and you just you know generally chipped away at the foundation over a period of time, when something big comes, it wouldn't take much to actually collapse the house. So you've had these little minor you know dings and and – what do you call him? Bell rungs. Because he's from that generation. Although he's from a generation that he's probably turned over where they had a little bit more, um, I guess, awareness. But still, peewee ball, junior high, high school, college. And you get the pros and you play your average pro, I think, is like three to four years. So all that time, all this constant collision. They talk. They say like uh, football is like having 35 car, uh, 35 collision, car, car crashes in one or one two hour span. I mean, every time it's a collision, it's not like a little, you know, it's not playing flag football. It's a collision. It just adds up. So I don't think anybody or any of these guys come out mentally all sound. We know their bodies are just broken. So I think it's just, it's going to be, I guess that's the trade off they, they willing to make. I'm going to lose time on the back end for time now. And I'm not sure if I'd make that decision, but I think this is, Years in the making, not just his NFL career. This, you constantly can't keep having these kids hit their head up against a wall, in theory, and expect them to come out and be normal and be able to function. It's like having, you know, a guy go off to war and he comes back. He says, okay, you know, get your job. Why are you freaking out? Why are you in the bar drinking? Why are you crying? I'm traumatized. <laughs> you know, that's why. So I think that's just his meltdown 
was what we saw, but I'm pretty sure he's had many a meltdown, whether it's in his own head or times when his wife has seen him, where he's just been like, I'm losing, I'm losing my stuff. And he doesn't know why. She doesn't know why. Although he's smart enough to probably know why because he's a very intelligent dude. It's just a matter of time for I think all these guys have these moments. Or most of these guys. Yeah, I, I again, you know, we we you know, nobody wants to label that as the cause or or, or whatever, either. but 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 certainly it cannot be overlooked as a mitigating factor. Your thoughts, Derek? Um, I like the thoughts and the uh, the points that both Keith and Mark made. Um, what I about think my points? Later for your points. You ain't speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, piggybacking on what Mark said, and, and it made me thinking about something where he's taking those hits from Pee Wee Ball, right? So when you're taking those many hits and you're playing that macho sport, what if a coach is telling him he gets hurt? You're a big boy. You can't cry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now you get to high school. You're a man. You can't cry. Now you get to college. You're a man. You can't cry. You're a superman. Now you're in the pro. You're the best. You can't cry. So he's got all this pent up in him. He's taking hits. He's being told that men can't cry. You can't express your emotions. He's going through something. As smart as he is, but remember, the foundation's already said, I'm taking hits, and I'm being told what men can't do, and I am a macho man because I'm playing a macho sport, but guess what? I'm not feeling good, and I don't know how to express it because I've been told I can't express it or I won't be a a, a macho man, so he gets to the point where he gets a, a few days ago and he has this meltdown and that's over all the years of, yeah. in my opinion, taking a hit, being told what men don't do, what big boys don't do, but you're going through something and you can't tell nobody. It's gotta be mind wrecking. It has to be. And then it just, he's a human being. It just boils over because now you're saying, I'm going to take my life. I'm going to hurt your uncle. I'm going to do this. And then it's like, I need help. Can somebody help me? And he's been told I'm this macho man, but he's at the point where you need assistance. And I'm glad he's acknowledging it. Hopefully it opens up the eyes to the league where they need to start having conversations with these guys. Because trust me, he ain't the only one. He's just the one that came that we got to know about that are going to have these sort of meltdowns where you got to have some sort of assistance and let them know, let it be a part of the program. If you're feeling this way, you can have a confidential conversation with the team's specialist, the therapist to help you get through this. So you can give you that. We can give you the help that you need. Yeah. I I think that's a a great point. And I hope, you know, not even necessarily, you know, have it so that it's a team specialist because the team, you know, doctors, that's that's another issue all the time, you know, where the team doctor does what's in, in the best interest of the team and not the player. But certainly the league needs to offer confidential services to all of their players uh, 24-7, um, whether it's a phone call, a Zoom call, or however they need to do it, or, or, and, uh, or you know, refer to, to you know, in-office in services. They definitely need to do that. Uh, again, you know, these mental health issues have been, been popping up we are becoming more aware of it uh every every day and i, I guess you know the the 
what happens is it's usually the most the shocking thing that that gets our attention. So Richard Sherman, you know, the first thing I saw in the press, you know, you, you, you're the media man, Mark. First thing I, I said was domestic violence. And right away you start thinking, oh, no, not Richard. Yes, he didn't go beat, beating up on his girlfriend, you know, and everything else. And, you know, burglary and all these other things. And you're thinking, what's going on here? And then you find out, no, it's not that. You know, even though the cops were called and they sick the dog on him, the dog bit him, he had to take him to the hospital. I mean, it was all kinds of crazy nonsense. So, uh, you know, you have that instance and then you have the uh, Naomi Osaka, you know, incident where where she has to leave the French open because she's telling them um, that she's not. Not happy. She's not. She's not happy. That's not what she. You know what she's there for. She's got a great documentary. I've been watching some of it on our Netflix, uh, and apparently she's also the new Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Many, uh, among others. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's quite a few. Uh, they, they've they've added some celebs to the uh, the Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit edition. I know you you subscribe, Derek. You'll be getting a copy of it. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Na- Naomi Osaka is, is one of the uh, people. Meg Thee Stallion is another person that they, they, they tag to be in this issue. And uh, Lena Bloom, who is, I, I'm not sure if she's the first transgender uh, swimsuit model, but she's she's certainly in there, and 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 God bless you, she's she's very attractive, and she's in the Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit edition. So um, you know, go pick it up. I mean, I, I know we we all kind of saw the pictures. I just want to you know get your thoughts, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, we saw the pictures, and if nobody told us anything, had no idea, you know, you just see a woman down the street. That's all you would think. Very, very attractive woman. There is no, there's nothing that jumps out that, oh, this person is transgender. Isn't it? Oh, boy, here we go. This is not like. <laughs> good. It's like watching somebody tap dance in the yeah. mind wearing, yeah. wearing clown shoes. Go ahead, boy. Go ahead. <laughs> this is not like seeing Caitlyn Jenner walk down the street. You go, okay, fine. That's a transgender person. You can. You can see that. I mean, I, I think if I if we didn't know Caitlyn Jenner was formerly Bruce Jenner, he has, and, she, and, and, yeah. She, I'm sorry, I said I, I wasn't trying to be funny. She has the traits that looks like she've had surgery. Um, without the speak, I'm not talking about the voice. The voice is he. She hasn't even tried to change the voice. Still, the, the, the Bruce Jenner voice and the Caitlyn Jenner body. But you can physically see that. Okay, this person looks like a transgender. Big deal. This lady, there is nothing, and she's just a pretty lady. As simple as that. There's no. There's nothing that you go, oh, I could possibly no, 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 no. And I defy I defy anybody to say otherwise. You're just a pretty lady, and congrats to her. Go ahead, Keith. Oh, I agree with Mark. You cannot tell. And if if I didn't read the article, I would have never never known. Would not. She's just as pretty as Megan and and oh, what's her name? I can't think of the girl's name. Naomi. And you cannot tell the difference in no shape or form. If we was in the club dancing, I wouldn't have known. Not at all. Okay. She's, she's built. She, she's a woman. That's all I'm going to say. I can't, I can't say no more. <laughs> I don't, don't, don't want to mess up. <laughs> all right. Well, I, 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 both you and Mark were able to navigate the minefield. Okay, here we so, go. Uh, here we go. Dirt? <laughs> 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 um, I, I, I will... Uh, what what is the question? I don't want to get I don't want to get hemmed up. I don't want to get hemmed up. What's the question again? 
No, no, no. We were just talking about the fact that uh, Sports Illustrated has a transgender model. Um, Congratulations. I think, I, I think it's the first time in the history of the magazine, or certainly mm-hmm. in the swimsuit, swimsuit edition, that uh, uh, they've had a transgender uh, swimsuit model, uh, Lena Bloom. Right. And we were just saying that, you know, I mean, she's she, she's she's very attractive. She's a very beautiful woman. Um, she she when I saw her on, on the cover, when you guys sent it to me, uh, honestly, if I, I didn't know who, she, you know, that she was transgender uh, by by far, she she's a beautiful woman. So you didn't uh, drop your cereal, Derek? No, oh, I didn't drop oh, my cereal. No, I didn't drop my cereal <laughs> on that one. But I, I may, I can't say that even. <laughs> I, I may drop it later. <laughs> Boycott if you want. But anyway, yeah, I tell you, you know, I looked at, I looked at the picture. I looked at the facial features. Um, I'm like, what the hell? I tell you, it's scary, man. I, I told you, you know, I am really thinking about settling down after that, you know, get myself together, you know, um, <laughs> you know, go out to the diamond district or cage jewelers, man, you know, get a rock or something. Cause you know, it's just not safe in these streets no more. It's, it's not like it used to be, you know? So I think, I think, we not, I'm not getting us in trouble, am I? I don't yeah, hope we, we like we right we, we right, yeah, there? right on the right. right on the line. Man. Oh, well, God damn it, I'm getting married, then, okay? <laughs> it's like a drunk drive. You all over the line. You crossing, you crossing the double whites on well, this one. Man. Okay, you know what it is? I'm gonna get married because I'm getting I'm old now. I'm old, so I'm gonna get yeah, married yeah. for that reason. Let's let's clean it much up. Better, much better. Uh, I yeah, clean, much better. Cleaned it up a little bit. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, again, it, 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 you know, listen, you know. In all honesty, we're all of a certain age, a certain you know generation, and and we're evolving, and and it is, you know, I, I've said this before, and I've said it you know off the air, and I'll say it you know on the air. Um, there are people that we encounter all the time that we know, or you, you to me it seems seems obvious that this that a person was born. Uh, the brain was placed in the wrong body for whatever reason, you know, whatever you want to call it. You want to call it genetics. Want, I, I don't know, but it seems that the, the 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 brain was placed in the wrong body. And I just feel like if you, if you recognize that early on in life enough, early in life enough to, to adjust. And if the medical help is available to you to, to live your best life, then God bless. And so, you know, shout out to, to Layla Bloom, um, because I, you know, there's going to be somebody, you know, for her that, that, you know, is, 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 is made for her. Uh, you know, I mean, again, for, for sports illustrated, it, I'm not even sure if it was a brave move on sports illustrated's part, because it's not hard to put her in a swimsuit in that magazine. That's yeah, what right. I'm saying. That's, 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 not, that's a win. Yeah. That's not a brave move. So, so, but I'm glad they did it. And I'm glad that she will be seen by others so that um, women, you know, who are transgender, women who are transgender will, you know, maybe be seen in a different light. And I think that was, I think that's a good look for her and, and, and you know, God bless. So, uh, yes, you're safe now, Derek. You're oh, good. great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, see, see you at the K Jewelers. Let me know. <laughs> Uh, before we go, there's just a couple more things we want to cover. Uh, you know, just a shout out to the family of Bismarck, rap pioneer, the clown prince of rap passed this weekend, uh, due to complications of, of diabetes and, and, you know, Biz, 
<laughs> did not look healthy for a long period of time. Um, but I'm sure he thought he had a longer period of time left. And it's unfortunate because he's, he's, he's of our age group of our time. And it, it's, it's, it's tough when you, when your contemporaries go, um, certainly. And, and, and I think there's a lot of kids out there that have no idea of the impact of, of Bismarck Key in terms of, of getting rap music to become a mainstream entity. I mean, they listen to whatever they listen to, but they wouldn't be listening to it without the impact of, of, of those pioneers that uh, kind of changed the game in the early eighties and, 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 and made it and established it and, and, you know, planted his flag and on the landscape of music. So, uh, Peace to Bismarck and his family. Anybody else? That's cool. Uh, yes. Um, this cat put out a lot of good music, you know, um, The Vapors, Just a Friend, uh, Nobody Beat the Biz, Make the Music with Your Mouth Busy. He also um, stepped into the um, motion picture uh, industry. He did a MIB. Um, Right. Did the second one. Yeah. Yeah. He did the second one. He was Bring also like a media man. Right. He was the media man. Um, Roxanne Shante movie recently. And, you know, he left that all the, the rapid stuff to become a DJ. And from what I heard, he's he's like one of the top DJs that was out there. Right. And, yeah. No, he's, he's yeah. I mean, international and, and making yeah. making huge money to to to. to, to spin records at different places. So, yeah, yeah no, it, it, it's again, I think kids you know, don't get it. Cause again, his, his whole, his whole, sh- you know, shtick was, he was the clown prince of rap. Um, but I don't, again, I, I don't think that people recognize sometimes the impact that some of these pioneers have sure. on the business. And as I said, they would not be a business. They would not be buying, you know, my sons and, and, and your sons and daughters would not be buying the music they buy had it not been for, uh, guys like Bismarcky and uh, among others. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said before, we go. Um, there was a picture that you sent us, Derek, of um, uh, you know an- another Derek uh, hanging out at the WNBA All Star game, and and there was photos snapped, and tongue started wagging because Derek Fisher was sitting very cozily and close to uh, Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa Bryant. Who you know again? You know it's, it's been about a, a year at this point. I mean, you know, a, a morning. Uh, I'm not saying she's she's you know going out to date again or or whatever, but it's at some point I imagine she will. She's a young woman. She's attractive, and you know, I mean, she deserves happiness. But um, I'm not sure. She's got needs. She's got needs, and I'm not sure if Derek Fisher is the one to uh, satisfy those needs because it seems as though Derek Fisher can't be happy with nobody else's. Uh, you know, he's only having somebody else's woman, ex woman. Yeah, yeah. He I, he he needs somebody else's ex woman. I, I guess he can't be happy with his own unless it's somebody else's ex. So, right. uh, your thoughts? Who mine? Yeah, he's a horse thief. That's who he is. <laughs> oh, damn. If let's call it what it is. If Matt Barnes would have kicked his ass the right way, he wouldn't be getting married to Matt Barnes's ex-wife he wouldn't be sitting with Kobe's ex-wife and Matt Barnes his sons is at the wedding and it's it's just a debacle so now 
where does Matt Barnes pick up his minor kids? Does he go over to D Fish crib and do the kids <laughs> tell D Fish? Our new daddy, our old daddy here. It's just, it's confusing. I mean, what happens now? You know, he goes, hey, hey, you know, D Fish say, look, don't let your daddy in the house. And the kids are confused. Does D, does Matt Barnes feel because of the money he paid, he can go in and have a piece of chicken and some Kool-Aid in the refrigerator without asking D Fish? It's, it's really confusing. This comes down to Matt Barnes not giving him the two-piece the way he should have gave him. Derek Fisher has lost his mind. And when you look at that cozy picture, you would hard, it's hard to believe that D Fish just got married. Somebody needs to deal with that man. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think you're right. I mean, you know, you look at the picture; mm-hmm. it, 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 it's a Mac Daddy vibe, is what I'm picking up on. I mean, you know, Vanessa's Vanessa's chill. Let me and lay I'm, out. I'm, let me lay, yeah. and I don't mean to cut you off. Let me just lay out the conversation because you're starting to tap dance. She chilling. Now, this is what's happening. He's asking, so how's the girls? Oh, the girls, you know, you know, okay. And how you doing? No, oh, I'm just taking care of the girls, making sure they're okay. And you know what? His next question is. Well, who's taking care of you? <laughs> I see everything you doing, and that's great. But who who's taking care of you? Oh, I'm just no. It, it don't have to be like that, you know. Let's have a cup of coffee. I know those type of cats. Like <laughs> kick his ass, Matt Barnes. When you see him. Kick his ass. Keith, your thoughts? <laughs> I you can't know stop laughing, my brother. You know true. I can't stop laughing, at my brother. But you know. um, and next thing he's saying, you know, Kobe would have want this. Kick his goddamn ass. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Yeah. To me, I, I think he was just there, maybe just out of friendship. You know, he just got married. You mm-hmm. know, um, he is the coach of the, the um, L.A. Sparks there. Right. So maybe he just was kicking it, you know. And, you know, they said pictures tell a lot of stories. Maybe he's just that comfortable with Vanessa, you know, sitting up there, you know. Maybe he it was maybe he was trying to make his uh his Mac game down, but uh you know, she probably might shot him down real, you know, no, nah, we ain't we ain't doing this. When you get a chance, Google Tim Hardaway Jr. He alleges that he was traded away because D Fish was trying to holler at his woman when D Fish was the coach of the Knicks. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. uh-huh. He has a history. Kick his ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he do. All right. Your thoughts, Mark? Well, apparently Fish is a habitual line stepper. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, 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 I'm on board with, with my cousin Derek. I think See? he's one of those guys that seems like the opposite version of uh, uh, like J-Lo. He's got to be. Yes. He's always got to be someplace where he probably shouldn't be. Like there's ten tons, millions of women out there. He always finds just the one that has something that's either tied up or complicated. Same thing with J-Lo. There's tons of guys, but she seems to find the one that's tied up or complicated. They should probably date one another, quite frankly. They get the same <laughs> thing, but it's just, it just always seems sloppy with him. And, and I just, I don't get it. I mean, he's, an, I, I just don't get it. There's, there's too much out there for you to just to keep finding that one tack. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's my thought, uh, you know, and I'm going to make this really awkward analogy, but you were driving down the highway and the lanes start to merge and you you allow some space in between your car so that another car can kind of get in 
so that everybody's not jammed up at the very last second, just so, just so you can keep the traffic moving. Right. But there's always somebody that doesn't want to take that space that you're providing. They want to cut you off. They want to get in at the last. They just want to slide in there and take a space that does not belong to them just because that's what they want to do. And that's how I feel about Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher is not taking the spaces that are provided for him. No. That are allowed to him. Now, he wants to <laughs> squeeze into some place that he should not be trying to squeeze into mm-hmm. on a regular basis. He's the one messing up everybody else's traffic. <laughs> He's the reason we all late. Thanks to Derek Fisher. That's what I'm saying right now about him. So, yes, you're right, Derek. Uh, they need to kick his ass a Thank little you. bit harder. <laughs> Matt Barnes, get in the gym, my brother. Get in the gym. <laughs> Take some lessons and go back at him. Go go to your house and just wait for him. <laughs> your house, although, damn. Uh, although now that it is, it is it's kind of like his house too, though, you know, because I think it's communal property in California. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe you might have to call before you show up <laughs> because you, know, <laughs> you will be trespassing. Uh, oh, but if you catch him out there in them streets, though, it's all good. It's all, it's, it's all, it's on you. Man. Yeah, you gotta, he's got to be dealt with, man. Um, as I said, before we go, uh, the summer is 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 kind of flying by, uh, but we've kind of gotten back to. I thought, at least I thought we were. We were getting back to some sense of normalcy. I mean, you know, we were talking about it off the air about mask wearing and the stores and restaurants and, and and in different places. You know, in some places people act like there was never COVID, and other places like LA, they're they're going back to the mask mandate and they're talking about going back to the mask mandate here in New York as this this Delta variant of the disease is starting to creep up in a lot of places. You know, the, the, the crazy part is, you know, we've all been vaccinated. We all, you know, I mean, I know there was some vaccine reluctance uh, for, for you, Derek, and for you, Keith, early on. Uh, but you guys eventually did it, I guess, again, that, you know, so that you could be with family and, 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 and you know, get back to some semblance of your lives. Uh, but there's still a lot of people out there in New York State, which has done a good job. Um, but in a lot of these states, people are just not getting vaccinated. And we have it. And it's not like there's not enough vaccine. You can, you know, back in the day when I got my shot back in, in March and April, you know, I was on the, on the website for hours trying to find a location, trying to find a spot, trying to find a vaccine. Now, you know, you can walk out in the street and then they trip over somebody trying to, to give you a shot. <laughs> so I don't understand why people are not doing it. And I still see a lot of people who refuse. I mean, just just out and out refuse to get it. And this variant is, is creeping up. And the, the reason it bothers me is because, yes, I'm vaccinated. But if we get to Delta, that means whatever whatever Greek letter comes next, Ada, I don't know what it, what's, what's after <laughs> Delta. But uh, that one is coming next because it's gonna. This one is gonna gonna mutate too because the, you know it's 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 finding a lot of hosts, and we'll be right back to where we started. You know, on on, on the dark web, looking for toilet paper next year. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with it. <laughs> Y'all need to get vaccinated out there if you if you listen to this podcast. And I know we got people listening all over, but you know the people that are listening to us. Uh, uh, we got a lot of blue state listeners. People in Massachusetts love us, by the way. So if you go to Boston, uh, I know you go to Martha's Vineyard every year, Derek. Uh, yes, your sir. people will find you out there. Derek's coming to Martha's Vineyard. So if you're up there in Massachusetts listening, go find him out there in the vineyard. He'll be out there, <laughs> you know, chilling, uh, getting his getting his holiday, his his, his uh, Inkwell 
uh, Mac on, you know, over over the summer. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, get vaccinated. I just don't understand why people are not doing it. I don't. Understand. I'm not trying to go back to where we were. I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, living like the boy in the bubble for the next, you know, sixty years because you idiots don't want to get a shot. Well, like Am I the saying, only one? Yeah, like you're saying, Anthony. Uh, well, California has. Um, Going uh, restarted the the mass wearing uh, indoors and outdoors in some places. And you have a lot of places in the Midwest where folks are not uh, taking the vaccination at all. You know, they, they feel this is fake and it's not real. And you still got people here, as we talked earlier in a, a, another podcast, they wait for everybody else to get vaccinated. So they feel that they don't have to because they don't have to worry about it. But then in reality, they have to worry about it because they're going to catch it worse than we would catch it because we are protected and they're not protected. And they find out that the group is of young folks that are catching this uh, Delta uh, variant at this moment. And they, they end up in the hospital worse than when the Corona first started. So, you know, you got to wake up to something. And yeah, I, I read, I read somewhere where, where like the nurses and the doctors are starting to get really freaked out. They're fed up. They're exhausted. Because, you know, they, they thought that they could see some light at the end of the tunnel. And as the cases started to drop, as more and more people were getting vaccinated, they could kind of exhale. But now they find themselves right back to where they were. And some of these states, like you said, some of these these red states in the Midwest and certainly in the South and places like Mississippi, where there's like 15 percent of the people, 15 percent of the people are vaccinated, you know, and and, you know, as you point out, Keith, the ones who, who are not vaccinated are going to get a much more deadly version of the disease than the people who are, who are vaccinated. People, you know, it's possible we could all be infected right now and not even know. Mm-hmm. And we also were, what they were, and I don't mean yeah. to cut you off, what they saying here in New York, that Staten Island, where you used to live, them people don't want to get vaccinated. That's where our highest numbers are at, man. Staten, Alabama. I keep telling okay, you. Staten, Alabama. Not, Staten, Alabama. That's what it is because it's all it's all Trump supporting red states. The Staten Island is the Staten is is the Alabama of New York City. Yeah, you know the other four boroughs are fine. Staten, Staten that's why I call it Staten, Alabama. It is the most as backwards uh, section of of this town. I mean, it is it is it is the red state part of the city. They better yeah, get well, the numbers together. Shoot. Yeah, well, I think that's definitely a true statement as far as the red states not, um, for whatever reason, want to get the vaccine. There's also other groups you have. We said earlier, the young people who think, hey, what's the big deal? It was no big deal with the quote unquote old COVID. So I'll be able to survive this quote unquote new COVID. Then you have the cultural um, people. You also have have the anti-vaxxers who don't want to take any vaccine. No polio. So you have that group. So you have red state, you have the young people, you have the anti-vaxxers. Then you have sort of like a, 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 almost a cultural slash, uh, I'm not sure if it's economic slash race war, because you see a lot of black people who had a history of not trusting vaccines say, no, I'm not going to do it. Latin speaking people, not Latin, Spanish speaking people who think, you know, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. You got these all these little pockets of people who were not doing it. And then you have, say, the others who were saying, listen, just take the vaccine. It's, it's almost weird because if we, if, you, if we said the vaccine was to stop you from, say, getting uh, ever getting an, another bloody nose, people say, oh, yeah, I don't want a bloody nose. I'll do that. But for some reason, this has become some kind of political football, which blows my mind. It blows my mind really in the, the red states, only because the vaccine was created under the guy who they liked. 
Mm-hmm. So all you who see, took the vaccine, by the way, the guy who they like, whole family <laughs> and all those, all their state representatives have the vaccine. It's not like you know, not like Ted Cruz walk around unvaccinated or DeSantis or what's the uh, the governor of Texas. It's not like these guys are unvaccinated. They're all vaccinated. Abbott, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. That's part I don't understand. If you if you're an anti if you're an anti vaxxer well, okay, fine. You 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 don't like any vaccine. I give you that one. If you have um say uh uh like a young person you may think oh you know i'm okay young people always think that they never think they're gonna get sick that so that that's that's probably but it's the red state ones who feel like it was created under your president this one just happens to be executing it why aren't you taking what how's that a political statement against who i don't i that one i don't get but you know what they're they're more dangerous than I am. I'm fully vaccinated, so if I'm walking around full of Delta variant and I pass by you and, and sneeze, it's on you, not me. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I mean, you know, it 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 they're raining on my parade. As I said, these people are the Derek Fishers of vaccinated people. <laughs> they're the ones who are out there jamming it up for everybody else who can't let somebody else be happy. They got to try and cut everybody else off. They are the Derek fixtures of the vaccine set. So with that being said, um, you know, if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, you can get us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Anywhere you get, I, I hate when people say, yeah, anywhere you get your podcasts, you know, well, you don't get them at the, at the 7-Eleven. You get them anywhere you listen to your podcast. Anywhere you listen to your podcast is where you can find us. You just type it in or ask for Powell to the People. Um, you can ask Alexa to play power to the people you get us on pandora if you want to, if you're riding in your car and you have pandora or if you have any any uh app google app uh you can ask for power to the people it'll come right up so make sure you do that subscribe and if you subscribe tell us tell us what you like tell us what you don't like uh apparently a couple of weeks ago uh one of our friends derek uh kelly from 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 uh, the the podcast Blading Podcast yes. uh, reached out to me over the past weekend to tell me that uh, she she enjoyed the appearance of uh, one Mr. Cosby who was on the show called in a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and uh, you know she she shouted that out um, so yeah make sure you, you 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 sign up and let us know what you think you can also find us all on social media uh, you can go to Facebook uh, to the Powell to the People page on Facebook and you know again you can leave us a note. Check out what we look like. Check out the pictures. You can go on Twitter at Powell to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Powell to the Peeps on Twitter. You can find us all on Instagram. I'm Comic Tony Powell on Instagram. Uh, my brother is Mark Powell, 7372 on Instagram. Uh, we got Big Fella 55, that's Keith on Instagram. And Derek Powell is Derek Powell on Instagram? Yes. All right. Well, then check us all. Check us all out. Then make sure you come on. Leave us a note. We will see you all next week. Get them shots. God damn it. Peace. Peace. Peace.